Fancy hearing more about the COO and co-founder of Swoop, a platform which helps small businesses secure finance without having to go groveling to banks? Welcome to this week's BWB Extra, where we get to know Kieran Burke a little better. We hear about Kieran's journey, which led to him co-founding Swoop, how they managed to raise a whopping £5 million for the company, plus Swoop's action plan for going fully global. All that plus more. How, Kieran, did you end up doing what you're doing? So it was through my co-founder. So um, Andrea is her name. And before Swoop, I was doing Hive, which was a LinkedIn for people in the creative industries in the UK, whereby you would get matched based on your skill set. So instead of a traditional CV, you might have a portfolio or lookbook or uh, a reel. And built it out to about 150,000 users, 4,000 businesses using it. We were like crowdsourcing production, like BBC Three, John Four, people like that doing it. And it was funded mainly through BFI and government quango, kind of supported by Channel Four, all these different organizations. But we were doing quite well and we built it up quite a big thing. And I was like, oh, might we look down this equity route and see we can we grow it outside of the, the base. And so we got some funds interested, but I also got introduced to Andrea as because her background was That's your co-founder. co-founder. She was working for McLaren, the Formula One team, and helping spin out companies there with financing. So they need a lot of cash in the engineering business. So looking at grants, equity and, and debt. And so she was helping me on the equity piece and went and brought that to the board and had had some potential options to, to, to privatize it. But they wanted to keep it as kind of BFI funded, which is absolutely fine. But through that, got to meet Andrea, kind of hear a bit more about the, the financing side. And I had built high from the product perspective and I'd done done that before in, in my previous role. So I was like, I know how we could make a bit of a platform play here by bringing some of the human skills and the technology together to set up what it now is Swoop. And where did the name Swoop? Oh man, it took so long. Took so, it's always such, the longest bit of We had so many bottles of tequila. Yeah, so many shit names. It's been like, and we were just abusive. You like, God, oh, that's so bad. Did you keep changing your name? You keep changing. Keep changing. It was like Bizfly. Our, You're our, happy our group, now? Group, Are you happy? I like it. it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, and Andrea. Like it. Swoop is, in, swoop. You yeah, know. It's deadly. I absolutely love it. And uh, Andrea is completely the person who got it. So it, nothing, no credit to me except for, that's it. That's the one. Well done, you. But you know what? Also, if you're in a bit of a bad place and you're a bit miserable, there is nothing... Like, at my last firm, I was really miserable and I thought, maybe I'll set up my own law firm. I literally used to go to bed at night and spend like half an hour thinking of law firm names. Pippa, what was the best name you came up with? Well, we were talking about it earlier. (laughs) Uh, The name for my law firm was going to be Neil Menchelai Law. Ah, Ah, Do you know what this is? I do indeed. No dicks. Because I was so fucking fed up with that point. I love Latin. I love Latin. Because we were talking about it earlier. (laughs) I asked. What is most misunderstood about your day job? How you have to do such crap shit (laughs) as well as the good shit. Like, obviously, being a business owner is the best thing ever because you get such freedom to do things and you're moving around the place and you're chatting to people all the time. But, like... You still have to clean the office up, sort the bins out, get like the energy bill paid. Yeah, just random shit that no one knows you're doing. You're like, you're deleting something from Gmail administration. You're resetting a password for Jira, like just load up. And then one of your employees is crying about something. Exactly. This is a crude question. Are you making money at the moment? Are you raising money still? So we did a Series A last uh, last year uh, for about 5.6 million. And so we we kind of used that to kind of grow the team here. And then we opened up an office in Toronto. We've won 
Melbourne and Sydney. Nice. This year, nice choice. You should have done Melbourne. So this year we're, we're we're trying to go big in America. So we're 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 looking to go there. It's been a it's been a good good year. I mean, Jesus, lots of things go wrong, but generally the direction of travel. Wow, you're really been, expanding out worldwide. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 lots of it has been obviously growing the the business the platform, but we've also introduced a kind of a, a subscription offering, which has kind of been scalable, where we give the tool to accountants and other introducers, so they can upload all their clients on there to understand which of their clients need funding and help with that piece, and that's really really. Been, been awesome for us. I mean, it sounds like from the you're at a stage that maybe, well, you know, maybe you need more administrative people. I mean, that's annoying. How many but, employees you know. have you got? Uh, so we're approaching 100 employees. Okay, that's not bad. Out of interest, is there a lot of, where's your main office in London? So we've got one in London, Liverpool, Birmingham, one in Dublin, Sydney, and Toronto. Which is your biggest? Um, London's probably still the biggest, but Liverpool's kind of grown quite tend, a bit. Do you tend, and you hire people from anywhere, whatever? Any, you anywhere, tend, because because obviously we grew quite a lot during COVID. Uh, we, we, we launched in 2018. So a lot of it, the early form division, COVID. So it's particularly with like engineering and tech talent wanting to be agile. So we we, we have a hub. So there's a, some hubs in Cape Town and we've got a few guys in Sao Paulo and Belo Horizonte, as well as in, in our core markets uh, as as well. So yeah, lots. Of, it's super international. Lots of people from all around, which I absolutely love. Uh, so it's, it's it's class, and 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 the people we have are fucking deadly, and I love it to bits. What would you say the biggest problem facing Swoop is? Um, I suppose it's just the natural scaling side of things of trying to take on and grow all these people. Like, so if we if we go in the states this year, we're going to be looking to take on another maybe fifty people. Mm-hmm. So culturally, how do you keep? at all the same like you have at the, at the moment and because you're constantly trying to change like the the, the products and the journeys is just trying to stay on top of everything I suppose is, is, is one of the great challenges and you are COO are you yeah, yeah. worst job in the world yeah no yeah I do you know what he says all I'm hearing is like oh, give me all these five to do that it's fucking nah, nah, I, I think you I need, got, you need you know, five secretaries and a trip to Vegas yeah. you've got 5.7 million come you on you need trips to Vegas yeah, must that, be that time was, that, I mean, that's all, all gone what are you doing about climate change? I know it's a bit aggressive, but uh, so we've I, all got to fucking answer <laughs> the question. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, probably not. I could do a lot more because my carbon footprint is awful from all the flights. Um, personally or as a company? Per, no, personally. My carbon footprint must be a disaster. I have a sauna, for fuck's sake. That's, that's a terrible idea. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> w- w- one thing that's happening quite a lot, there's a lot of lip service to it in the financing industry and even in the investment industry where businesses need to be more ESG and there's not an actual genuinity to it. I don't think anyone uh, knows what to do, is my point. No, no, that's I why think I'm asking you. It's like, what should we do? at a, a small business level, it's much easier when it's ESG for macro investment because everyone has to publicly declare all their accounts and you can easily calculate it and, and stuff like that. So what we're trying to do is try to understand, is there ways to make the calculation better? So what we're seeing some evolutions of, and it's not by any way perfect practice, is ESG scoring. So where, again, using things like yeah. open banking, you can see your water, bill, you can see your electricity bills, your usage and things like that. And like, how can you optimize that or Im- improve that? So there, there, there are things in that area, but some of it's kind of clunky and heavy handed uh, where there's like gigantic surveys. I have a client who does it, dayrise.com from uh, Netherlands, They but they do it in uh, e-commerce and you they, they will ethically like work out whether products. you're talking yeah. shit or not. Yeah. And then you get a score. Have you thought about being a big hawk? Yeah, uh, we, we we use this thing called Echo Vadis. So a lot of the banks make you 
go through something like a B Corp or an Ecovadis. And we do Ecovadis and we're best. Silver. Where's Ecovadis from? I don't know where they're from, but we're silver. So that's Italian or something. Uh, and, and, and you 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 go through. What it. are the levels though? This is sounding I, I mean, very but, like it, but a cult. Again, again, yeah. <laughs> silver, gold, platinum, yeah, exactly magic, like really diamond. I think all this kind of rating and badging is like I don't feel I feel a little bit uneasy at it. But what I feel see really cool is actually some of the businesses that are doing really cool shit. Like we've got one that are just like melting shit down and like turning it into a whiskey glass or like and we had one where they were taking the rubber from Formula One cars and turning it into sunglass frames it's like this toilet was made with old bottles it's like well done lads there are a few people that take all the seaweed off the beaches in the Mediterranean of which there's Fuck tons, yeah, and turn it into like uh, iPhone cases yeah. and like glasses. I think we need to make little robots to fix it all. I, I, yeah, I, lo- I love all that, but I, and like the battery storage stuff is like super exciting because like I remember we went to, uh, to a place in northwest of Ireland uh, after Christmas, uh, my family uh, to a place called um, in in Donegal. And mother of God, there's no reason for Ireland not to be the Saudi Arabia of the future. The wind is absolutely <laughs> astronomical. So if we could just get that into a hydrogen-powered battery, store that, we can just power that European grid for days on end. The great thing about Britain and uh, Ireland, we're the, we're the Middle East of water we and are. wind. We are. We, we Ireland has 13% of the European coastline. 13% of the European coastline. Yeah. And we've got the other bit. Yeah. <laughs> like we should be, we should feck all this. You we need to invest. Yeah. We should have never left Europe. It was a terrible idea, but now we have. Come with us, Ireland. But, but, but we want to sell into the European grid because they've got a, a grid. And if you can sell into that, you obviously need to store it in the batteries. But if you can fix that, hello, we are new Ria Qatar come to the UK and Ireland. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Clark got its start back in 1935 And while the world has changed a bit It's more than just survived From complying with the FCA And all things financy They can also speak fluently In the language of legalese Ori Clark was born and raised Right here in the UK And now for 20 years They've been helping others Get set up and on their way Ori Clark's door's always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. Big shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat. What are you most excited about for your business? For Sweep, uh, I'm really excited about going into the States and and kind of, because ultimately what we're trying to do is not unique to any geography or region, like ultimately access to finance. That bit I'm surprised about. Can I say, when you said you'd expanded overseas, I'm hanging on, knowing all the debt things that's available and understanding the system and the the levers and the SEI, so that takes time, man, you know? Well, it does, but like a lot of countries have systems that you can plug into and access to finance is... Oh, so the underlying thing is open banking. Yeah, getting well, the data. Yeah, we're, we're just like the, the product levers, like um, de- revenue, affordability, sector, age, and then you plug those different variables into the various different products. But at the end of the day, most economies are powered up by small businesses. They employ the most amount of people, they add the most amount of GDP. So if you can offer a service that whether you're in uh, Tanzania or Albania or wherever, 
you can go and take their data and then tell them, look, these are your options. And that's really, really cool. And, and there's nothing to stop when you do that anywhere. Uh, and, and it's increasingly becoming more and more uh, borderless. Like we have loads of business customers who are franchise organizations. And so they want their franchise operators to run around the world and open their places as much as possible. So we go, give us your data and we'll share that with a bunch of lenders. So we've got ones like F45 gyms and we've opened them in Spain and Belgium and Germany and New Zealand, Australia, America, Canada. Like, so it, it, w- once you get to understand that and the financiers become comfortable with it, it doesn't matter. How do you approach opening internationally? Do you, do you, do you hire a CEO locally? Are you sending people? What's your plan? Yeah, I mean, like, again, we're a very young company, so we're, we're learning all the time. How old are you, five years? Yeah, we'll be five next year, or this year, later this year. Uh, and, and and we opened in Australia. Because you've done such a lot in five years. Yeah, it's been mad. You should see his saying? cupboards at home, though. I mean, his yeah. fucking house. Cheese, cheese, It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's a disaster. Powered by cheese. Yeah. Uh, but, like, a big lesson learned, like, <laughs> we opened in Australia during COVID, and um, you can't, you couldn't get into. Scotty Morrison was not having anyone getting into that country. Scotty, uh, so he was not having it. Scotty did a good job. Yeah. Not, uh, not at all. Uh, so it's, you, you were bringing people externally in, great people, but because you couldn't make that connection, and also you've got a place that's twelve hours away, time zone wise. What we've learned is bring your core people and bring them into the markets and blend that way and, 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 the, and the culture and everything moves a lot more quickly and that's something we definitely learned from, from that foray. What have you most fucked up in your life, man? Please tell I mean, us like, about oh, your fuck-ups. Yeah, I just feel like you can't, like I just had the top of the, a very boring bit at the top of the, <laughs> the podcast. We messed up on our, our website there and it, yeah, we'll fix it and it costs it up. Um, but always making silly judgments and things and you're like oh how about when when you got most lucky when have you got most lucky uh, we've got some some pretty nice luck uh, so right. there, there was a competition uh, called the BCR uh, basically RBS had to put half a billion back into the kind of market because they didn't break the, the banks at the time and this is their penalty and most of the the money went to different banks like Starling Bank at 100 uh, Metro got 120 uh, Atom Bank got 50 but there was a there was a strand for SMEs to look at how could you make banking more competitive in the UK? And we won uh, that in July 2019. And that was, oh my God. How much did they give you? Uh, Five million. Wow. Yeah. It was... That's a holiday. (laughs) A holiday (laughs) in the Maldives. You won five million in a bid. And you didn't, you didn't have one big party, some big uh, party. You we didn't must, have that way because, but at the same time, like, I'm not encouraging. But this is not yeah. a sensible idea. But, but it, you it, are it, totally it, encouraging. It, have just, a party. It's a bit, it, but it's a bit. It's one party. It's actually, it's a bit like grants, though. In that, like, although the money is allocated in in certain ways, but it's allocated to grow your your business and what you do. So that that is amazing. What's your passion outside of business? Sport. I absolutely love it. So as I said, I'm playing football tonight. Um, I love watching a big Villa fan. Love. Uh, rugby Why tennis. SM Villa? I know, it's such a random thing. Uh, when I was four or five, my cousin Rory supported them and I thought it was really cool. And so I decided to follow. What's the best piece of advice you've been given? Say yes. It's, Who it's, told it's, you it's to a, it's say like yes? It's like conservativeness of Save like, yes, I th- fucking thinking agree. of like, oh, what could go wrong? It's that mindset of like overanalyzing things. And, and I hate seeing that when people are like coming out of university or things like that. It's like, whoa, there's nothing to be worried about here. You just... 
throw yourself into things and 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 you see people like when they're like 18 and stuff and they're, they're really overthinking them because like maybe their parents are putting pressure on them to think and this is what I was saying earlier on being a bit fringy like I was so lucky to have that kind of environment where they're like just thinking about all these different steps and it's like listen you don't need to throw yourself straight into like an accountancy course or fe ones or whatever it, it, it might be take your time enjoy it like explore and stuff like that are you an only child no i've got uh, wonderful siblings that's why because they're thinking it's okay his siblings will do the decent thing yeah but but it's also like oh go 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 to this country take that holiday where try that random job or like, just give it a, give it a lash. Like, why not? And, and I've never had, sometimes you have that inner conservative voice and I'm very thankful I've not had that. Any recommendations for the audience? You know, things to read, things to listen to, your sport man. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, well, something I watched on the plane that I loved on the way back there, The Bank of Dave. Have you seen that on Netflix? The Bank of Dave, I've been wanting to watch it. Is it great? Absolutely deadly. Obviously, oh. it's a guy, about a guy called Dave. About a, he's, at, he's at the first bank in the UK after 150 True years. Story. True story. Uh, Is it he's a documentary? On, it's a, fil- a dramatised film on okay. Netflix. And I, when I got off landed, I went on TimeDB and I gave a 10 out of 10. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just so good. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, so that brings us to my favourite part of the show, the business versus bullshit, quick, far round. D, more music, please. This is where we're going to reel off some key terms. You're going to tell them whether you think it is business or bullshit, or if you're on the fence about them, you can say biz shit, but only once, maybe twice. Are you ready, Kira? Okay, I'll try to be rapid this time. Hot desking. Bullshit. Flexible working. Business. Going viral. This just sounds grim. But I would say business, because if you listen to like how I built this or anything like that, and some cool people, but if you break it down, some big PR story broke for them and it all went deadly. So it can make and good business. And deadly in, in Irish really is a good, good thing. Really, yeah. really good. Breakfast meetings. Oh, bullshit. Oh, God, high fives all around. Uh, think tanks. Bullshit, like with a big B. What about some money? MBAs. Oh, bullshit. 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 Correct. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying about this one. I'm like, I think education is the greatest thing ever and everyone should go for education, but MBAs is the most over-education thing and you're just so filled with nonsense and you're not useful. Team outings. Uh, A business. Yeah. Yeah. Tirade. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I was spot on. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sorry. Um, okay, uh, microdosing. That's with mushrooms. Uh, bullshit. Never tried it. Never tried it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, uh, a fraud. A being, fraud, yeah. yeah. Asking favours. A business. Uh, universal income. Uh, again, I feel like a fraud giving a topic here where I'm not deeply known. It's such a complex yeah, topic. So I, 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 I think shit, I'd be... Yeah, I, I don't know. I have enough depth on that. Working hours. Uh, bullshit. NFTs. Bullshit. Although I bought one. (laughs) 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 Something embarrassing. It was pure, like, my sister was like... um, Is it a gorilla? It's a LimeWire. Do I remember LimeWire? Kind of like broke people's laptops when they were... Yeah. yeah, uh, uh, It was like a disease you could give your laptop, but... It would give you you music. It would download music illegally. And break break break, it. it, It would just like... In, yeah, infiltrate your computer. Your your parents be like, "What have you done?" Um, Bitcoin. Uh, biz shit. Is that what yeah, I'm saying? Fine. In that, like, 
Uh, there's a lot to be said for digital currencies and it's paved the way. The bullshit bit is the speculation and actually no one knows anything about it, yeah. but actually the idea of having a digital currency from a, a tracking and trading point of view makes a ton of sense. I think other digital currencies clearly are worth something. Bitcoin yeah. is probably not. Business plans. Business. Yeah. I know they get a hard time because they're not sexy, but like it's kind of useful to put they your thoughts in a piece of paper. Sexy. No, I think they get a hard time because they're entirely fictitious a lot of the time. That's true, but at least it gives you a structure to your. True. It's more like give me a meeting agenda. Yeah, the business plan. In a way, it is bullshit. It's like us all sitting down trying to imagine what we should be in one go. When the reality is, is every little bit is working it out. In 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 in. Uh, anyway, we've done it. Excellent. That's the end of the quick fire round. Well <laughs> so done, quick. Karen. So rapid. My producer is not going to commit suicide like I thought he was. So that was this week's episode of BWB Extra and we'll be back with a new episode next Tuesday. Until then, it's goodbye. <laughs>